My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Jack. Gentlemen, what's got you geeked? You know, Paul, I am geeked to be here after what seems like a few months of live events, conventions, things like that. We have not sat around like this in forever. You know, I sat down to put the news items and almost forgot how to do that. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I don't know how to, to function in, in this particular environment anymore. It's just really nice to be recording it for a podcast group it's kind of nice to actually be sitting down and recording a fucking podcast i agree i That's agree how I because feel. like you said i mean it was chase con which we're going to touch on about our reactions from and then all the free comic day stuff yeah and uh, so that's civil a month war. out civil war yeah uh wasn't there was there something else in there too um we had the twin tears kickstarter that yes. happened in all that this. happened but we did not record yeah but yeah. We, we showed up and did that um, yeah, I just feel like we stopped podcasting for a really long time. It's been a couple months. And, you know, no one's complaining because, you know, the only person that would complain has been going to the events with us. Very true. <laughs> very, very true. Um, yeah. Well, like uh, Hugh said, it's been, what, like, for me, it's been a couple months. I haven't seen these guys in so long, so it just feels good to record again. But um, I just I tried got tried so hard. Why? He still found his way back. Force is strong with me, it is. Um, just finding my way back here. <laughs> and um, I actually got back from a trip from Los Angeles, which was pretty awesome. My buddy just moved out there recently, so I went out to visit him. And um, he didn't have a place yet, so he was staying with his girlfriend, so we had to get an Airbnb. First time ever doing one of those. That was very interesting. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because I I don't want, I've heard this before. What, what the hell is Airbnb? You rent somebody's house out for a week or for a couple days, and then you just live in it, basically. It's like actually, actual living instead of like getting a hotel. Like if you got a hotel in Los Angeles, which um, it would be like a thousand dollars for a week, so that's why you rent a house out, and then you'll have a house for four hundred bucks a week in Los Angeles. That's cool because I can imagine like rent is insane out there, right? It's not good if you got like a two bedroom apartment, like a, like over. Almost close to two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That's that's my mortgage. Yeah, and the downside of that is, of course, the traffic. But um, every other car is a Prius in LA. It's Prius overload. But um, no, we had fun. We went to um, we went hiking up by the Hollywood signing. We did a ten mile hike. We went to Venice Beach, Malibu Beach. We went to um, actually um, a ridiculousness taping. Oh, nice. show ridiculousness. Really? Yes. Nice. That was awesome. Yeah, we got to see Rob Diedrich. He was, like, literally, like, from me to 
a, cu- like a couple hundred feet away. It was awesome. I, that doesn't mm. even work. A couple hundred feet. I don't know. He was trying to. Well, he's also trying to point at things. Yeah. Or doing an audio podcast. Exactly. Can't do that. So I, I give him credit for trying to switch it up and make it logical. You know, he was closer to me than I thought, and he's actually not that tall. He's like probably a little taller than me. That's it. I didn't think that studio was that big, for for anything to be a couple hundred feet away from anything else. I mean, if you watch, you I've watch, never seen this show. Uh, y- y- ridiculousness is kind of like um, I say, it's funniest home video with Bob Saget X-rated. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't go quite that far, but it's an MTV show. And here's the thing: there's people falling down, getting hit in the nuts, and doing stupid shit. And there's some people who comment on it. Now, that's not really my group, you know. They're they're all the hip-hop type people. But it's funny to watch. And MTV airs marathons, like, every weekend all the time. So right. if there's nothing else on TV, switch to MTV or MTV2, and there's, like, eight hours of ridiculousness <laughs> on it. Just leave it on in the background. It's great. I nice. forget the name of the app, but, um, yeah, you can see these things for free, which is amazing. But the second, the first show that we saw before Ridiculousness was a Conan O'Brien taping. We went to oh, a I saw your show. pictures of that. That's pretty cool. That was really cool. You walk through, and then they um, you wait in line maybe for a couple hours, which isn't that bad. You sit down, and they give you candy, and then they the, the hype man come out because they're trying to get the audience going, and they're picking people out of the crowd to go jump on stage and get them ready to go. And of course, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, right. So I jumped on stage, and I got right on stage. They picked me to be part of the crowd, and um, I just start, they said we want you to dance. So I started dancing, being my normal self. And um, one girl was doing like that fisherman pole thing, so I would pretend I was her fish. And the guy was like, okay, the girls were good, but the guys were better, so the guys stay. He's like, okay, guys left. Who wants to win the grand prize? I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm not from L.A. Shirt, I rip it off. So I rip my shirt <laughs> off <laughs> in front of 200 people. <laughs> and I run through the crowd. I find a cute girl, and I sit right on her lap. <laughs> and I start dancing. She's she's having fun. She's laughing. And I found a guy that had to be like 400 pounds. I stole his hat, and I pretended it was my hat. And I was like, okay, we're going to make this awesome. And then I jumped right back on stage, and I won, basically. So, I, yeah. what what was the grand prize? What did you win? You'd think you'd get to like meet Conan O'Brien or something for doing this, but no. You just want a stupid little t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Your antics. Yeah. What you did. Yeah. And then you even thought there was a remote possibility that they're gonna <laughs> let you near him. <laughs> Why not? Uh, we actually were in like the second row. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so that, that's a great story. Well, hey, Conan, do you want to meet the guy that just no, no, keep the crazies away from me? <laughs> well, that's what he does. He has like the audience audience awards. So he's like the the best looking fan, and it was a zoom in picture on himself. Or but he looks at people, and he just has um, different things going on, which is pretty cool. Like, he, um, that's why I thought he would be like, this audience award goes to the guy that won the contest before. But, um, you, if you watch the episode, I forget the girl's name, I think it's the girl from the Mindy Project. She was on there, some, um, earthquake expert, and this, um, really good musician. He was like a James Brown and a Little Richard Mix. But, um, when, when you watch the episode, you can... I had a dog like that Did you? You can hear, actually, um, I'm wooing really hard in the crowd. I'm like, woo! Like, you can hear on the episode, me because we're right by a microphone. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> but um, right at the end of the episode, like, you can see my buddy clear, buddy and I clearly on camera, but they cut it out. So we didn't get to be on camera, which sucked. But you can see us from, like, the distance when they show the audience clapping. So it was pretty cool. But um, I have something in a bag now. 
Ah. Oh, what is it? It's my precious. I went to it's Venice. It's way too big to be a ring. So feel it. What do you think this is, Hugh, before I take it out I of the bag? I do not want to feel your bag, No, man. hold it. You're supposed to do this yourself. Have I you can't, not seen the I inside of the Deadpool BBB cover? Not yet. What do you think? It's bigger and heavier than I would have expected. Paul? There's a lot of expensive equipment over here. Paul's now... Wow, he's caressing Bob's. it. Or Bob. He just said something and it changed the word in my head. Paul's now feeling Jack's sack. So you're thinking my name's Bob, Bob Sack. What do you think that might be? I think that is a ceramic Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, I like that. So we were at Venice Beach with the Green Doctors. And it was. He got a bong. <laughs> Could I bring that back on a plane? Well, yeah, technically. So this guy does original artwork. Oh, oh I was way off. He does original artwork, and it's uh, scrap metal, and I um, got a scrap metal Yoda. That is really that cool. That is awesome. <laughs> He's done Bumblebee, The Terminator, Predator, R2-D2, all that. And um, he was like, okay, um, like the one of his um, coworkers was like, give me 75 bucks for it. I'm like, only got 30, bro. And he's like, okay, uh, 60 bucks. I'm like, still, still got the 30. 30. And the um, he finally comes out, the artist. He's like, what's going on out here? He's like, this guy's trying to Jew you down and get it for $30. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. He's like, he's like, come on, I've already made my quota today. Give it to him for $30. So nice. I got this for $30. But my buddy lives in L.A. now. I was like, so for my birthday next year, do you mind picking me up the Yoda? Like, these are pretty cool, unique things. Like, they're all original, and they're really cool. So... Um, that was my favorite pro like, uh, prize I got back from the trip. Like, I was afraid when I was coming back on the plane, would it get taken? So I was like, oh, God, don't take you this. You could kill somebody with that. Yeah. Could you? It's, it's heavy enough, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think it's cool. Like, we also, like, lastly, we went to a place called Amoeba, Amoeba Music. It's like a sound garden, but there's, like, over 25,000 records, CDs, cassette DVDs. And, like, everyone's, like, walking out with something cool. But you know me. Like, I like to get the things that a lot of people don't usually like. So I found the movie House Guest and Disney's first kid was Sinbad. Nice. <laughs> but the guy behind the counter's like, bro, that's groovy, man. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> this is what I picked up. Did he just do a Bill Clinton? Uh, yeah. That's oh, kind of what I got. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh. But, Actually, uh, the guy was just like, thank God. I never thought anyone would buy right. these two things. Someone's finally moving me. Look at that. <laughs> But I was trying to find, like, going back to an old podcast, like, your bucket list. Like, what's, like, your holy grail? I've been looking for the movie. It's only, you can buy it used, but it's, like, $300 now. Is um, that uh, Jungle Book movie from 1994. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. There was a Jungle Book in 94? Yeah, it was, like, um, it's, start, it's got the girl from Game of Thrones, uh, Cersei, she's in it. John Cleese, uh, Sam Neill's in it. I didn't know I they forgot did one. I forget the never heard of that. It's a live action one. It's really good. But um oh yeah, I'll leave you on a good note. Uh, when we You're were moving at, already? Yes, I'm moving. They have note. they have um In and Out Burger, which Groovy is amazing. Man. Oh, it's psychedelic bras. Um In and Out Burger is a great burger, but as we were checking out, we saw a topless main service van. Not one but two, side by side. Thrown back to an old WTF file, which I thought was great. I'm telling my friends, I'm like, oh, those are awesome. Like, they're just trucks. I'm like, no, you don't understand. That's right on our podcast. We talked about this. So, now, were you able to spread the Geek Pod gospel out there at all? 
I gave, um, well, I didn't get cards. I haven't seen you guys in like a couple months. But I told the, um, some people I'm on a podcast, and hopefully they're listening. I don't know. I only told like five people. Because like, I don't know. We were on the beach some most of the time, and I went body surfing, which was awesome. What you got there? Your yep. Jungle Book. That's yeah. my Jungle Book movie oh. that I like. It's a very, it's out of, Disney stopped not making it. They stopped producing it. So it's in the Disney vault, and you can buy it on Amazon for like $100 used. But um, that was like a really, really awesome movie. And I asked them if they had it, and they said it's been out of print since 2003. So I'm pretty sure that's the guy that played Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat. No, it's, it, yeah, it's, um, you ever see the show Hey Dude on Nickelodeon? I'm, I forget I've his name. His name's like Tommy something. But um, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. But like, it was a fun trip to Los Angeles. As you can see, I picked up a little Yoda. It was a fun, exciting trip to go out there and see my friend and just be out there and just get a taste of the Los Angeles life. So, uh, what are you thinking? You're gonna migrate that way? (laughs) (laughs) The traffic and Priuses. Like, we were 15 minutes away from our place. We got home in two hours. Jesus. So that was a quick run. Yeah. So, like, you know how you go on directions and all that? Like, it takes you, like, 15 minutes? It's all red, like, with uh, traffic. But, um, oh, yeah, we went to the San Diego Zoo, too, which was amazing. The best zoo ever. We got there around 9 o'clock. We didn't leave till like, 7.30 at night. Holy cow. Was that because the zookeepers were chasing you, thinking one of the little monkeys got out? Maybe a little meerkat, but <laughs> needless to say. But um, polar bears, pandas, like, everything. Like, our zoo, it put it to shame. Yeah, it closed at 7.30, but, like, it was our first time there. Like, it was a huge zoo. We fed the giraffes. They ate me. (laughs) Almost like you give them that little treat, and then they're eating, like, your whole hand. You know, I fed the giraffe out of the wild in Chittenango, and it never tried to eat my arm. Oh, this one really wanted us. Maybe you need to beef those things up as far as a carrot stick. But good trip, and needless to say, it was nice to get um, out there and see Los Angeles and say, yeah, I've been to Los Angeles. San Diego and all those places. What is it Kevin Smith always says on uh, Hollywood Babylon? Welcome to Los Angeles, put a dick in your mouth. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Thank you for not bringing a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Sorry, I just had to go there. So what's got me geeked isn't as super cool as going to LA. Um, and it's also not being back here. I mean, that always has me geeked to be in front of a microphone. But what's got me geeked is the newest update for Marvel's Future Fight mobile game. You've stopped playing this, right, Hugh? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, Well, the game hasn't changed. It's still the game. But they just introduced a new character. Moon Knight. (laughs) Yes. So I'm super excited. I'm playing constantly. Roping other people into playing. Because as of yesterday, I found out um, our very own Laura is now addicted to this game. She keeps <laughs> sending me messages saying, what do I do here? Well, how do I do this? You know, I got this character. Well, the, now I'm getting this, this, this character. So I'm thinking um, maybe we should start our own alliance on there or whatever they call them. They call them alliances on that. I, I don't remember. I stopped playing. Well, you should stop, stop playing because it's just fantastic. And by the way, you know, you can also get Thanos on there now. You know, Future Fight, that's the one that was kind of like... Um... Alliance, right? Ultimate Alliance, yes. Yeah, you know, why did I stop playing? Yeah, you know, I feel like it was just, like, running crappy on my phone. Oh, that might be then. Um, there have been a ton of updates since you played, a ton yeah. of characters and costumes um, just jumping out at me off the top of my head that you would enjoy. They uh, put out a skin, one of their costumes, 
for Dr. Octopus that is Suspiria. Wow. Suspiria, yeah, you can hold up over there. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> Superior Spider-Man. Okay. Um, she's fun to play, by the way, too. Um, naturally, they're in the midst of doing all their Civil War updates. Uh, yeah. The first half of it was all Team Cap costumes. They did New Ant-Man costume, Falcon, Cap. It seems like there was one more Hawkeye. And then just this uh, past week, alongside adding Moon Knight to the game, you, they've got Iron Man Civil War armor, um, Black Panther's costume, and it seems like there's two more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Did they add the Spidey? Yes, the Spider-Man costumes in there, and War Machine. Okay. But that just got me really, uh, really geeked for that. I, uh, I immediately acquired Moon Knight, and I'm uh, working my way to completely maxing him out already. So, and we're talking like in less than a week's time. Like that's that's where I'm at with you know my poop breaks. So, so they're taking much longer than they actually need to. That always happens anyway. <laughs> you can't multitask when you're in there. Well, he is multitasking. <laughs> He's playing a video game and you know Making eliminating the waste. That's right. True. No, you know oh, maybe maybe. I... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'll be right out. Mm, level seven. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, uh, you know, maybe I, I will take a look at that again. Uh, I've kind of been stuck on a hungry shark um, world. You ever play Hungry Shark? No. Hungry Shark is a game where you're a shark and you basically eat stuff. And the longer you eat, yeah, you have to eat stuff to keep your health up. So if you stop eating for a second, your health starts to go down. Uh, it's been popular. Hungry Shark Evolution was a popular game. Uh, the new one, uh, just more of the same. You should check it out. It's actually fun. I mean, you're eating sunbathers and fish, and also, I mean, you're you're chasing <laughs> stuff down. There's police trying to, you know, on the beach trying to shoot you. You know, it's it's just a fun game. I mean, it's kind of dumb. It's not super complicated, uh, but it's a blast, and uh, it's from Ubisoft, so it's not a, you know, it's one of the big game makers. Right. You should check it out. That might. When I was in Los Angeles, actually, that's what I was afraid of, the sharks, and I didn't think about it. We went to a beach and where the surfers were surfing, and I just started body surfing, which was awesome. They're like, what are you doing out here? I'm like, I'm just body surfing with you. Like, there's sharks. I'm like, oh, screw this. <laughs> so they didn't warn you until you got into the water. Yeah. Your friends, Your friends who were from L.A. didn't say anything? Yeah. That should have told you something. Right? Were they encouraging you to get in the water? I'm a good swimmer, so like I was, <laughs> but like I didn't know like that was like a, like it was the beach where they filmed Jaws, so I didn't think about it. But the, the water was awesome though. But sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the show grinds to a halt. <laughs> oh, I hate that song. I I really hate that song. Oh. So let's keep moving. Do you want to go into the news or do you want to do some discussions? I can go into the news and then we can move into some uh, discussions on some things, which are kind of related. Uh, Like I was telling Paul, it's been so long since we did this. I uh, struggled to come up with my very punny titles for these news items. So uh, they're not all super great and some of these might go quick because I just figured there's a lot of stuff that's happened. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm going to miss because we haven't sat down and really done the news in months. So uh, I'm just going to start off with Last Stand. Second to last stand, apparently. Simon Kinsberg has said that he would really like to have a second go at the Dark Phoenix saga. Now, if you remember a couple weeks ago, Zack Snyder uh, dropped some hints about taking X-Men into space. Uh, Maybe, just maybe, they might be moving the franchise towards doing the Phoenix saga again. Now, 
I know that it's pretty clever for them to do the reboot in the way they did and reset everything so that they have room to tell X-Men stories. Uh, I would like, though, uh, for Hollywood to take notice that I really hope that the $120 million mulligan doesn't become a regular thing. Okay, when you just made that movie a few movies ago and you didn't technically reboot the series, I mean, you reset the timeline within the story, but you didn't reboot it, I don't feel like you should be retreading that same water all over again. Not that I wouldn't like to see Dark Phoenix done properly, but now that we have a whole new uh, cast of X-Men, we have a whole new universe with a fresh start with no, no expectations of the future, why would you go back to a story you already did? I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that again years down the road, but it, it, you keep in mind, all of this setup for all of these movies has kind of been getting us to some semblance of the the actual original X-Men. That's what they've been trying to do, and their hands have been tied you know, by certain characters showing up in the wrong order and people like Hugh Jackman leaving, so you can't have old... You, you can't even recast Wolverine to make him a part of any of these events. It's very complicated, and I'm sure it's difficult juggling all this. Uh, it just seems like there's plenty of stories that haven't been done uh, that they could touch on first. I mean, Paul, what are your thoughts? Oh, I agree 100%. I don't see there's any reason to just immediately jump back into Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, that's a story that needs to be built towards. Mm-hmm not just thrown in as a subplot in a really shitty movie. Yeah, I, it's it's nice that they're considering bringing in the Shi'ar Empire and all that and doing it the, the way it was meant to be done, but I don't feel like I'm... At this point, I mean, I don't give a shit if Sansa Stark goes dark and becomes mm. uh, Dark Phoenix. That right. is the, the girl who plays her. I'm just making sure I'm not mixing up my... Uh, I think so. Again, I've never seen Game or of Thrones. Or is it Shailene Woodley? I'm I don't so know. Surprised I don't even know. I, I'm not even invested in these characters yet, so I wouldn't even really care. Um, yeah, let, let's take some time before going down that road. Um, next, uh, going back to comics, a beloved fan-favorite hero is about to return to the DC Universe in Rebirth in some of the previews of Rebirth 1. Spoilers coming back! No, I'm kidding. Actually, she is. That's what I'm excited about, and I only know that because they showed some pictures of the new Bat family, and spoiler, Stephanie Brown is finally there. So I know they've, they've kind of touched on it in that whole Batman webcomic and all that, but I think we're finally going to get that character back in the mainstream. Uh, no, the big deal is apparently Wally West is coming back. Have you seen this? I did. I saw this last night. Um, I actually read way too many details about this first issue. Um, so I'm curious but cautious with some of the stuff I see that they're going to do with it. Okay. And how they're tying things together. And if you haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin it, especially since the issue isn't out yet. Well, I can tell you what I read in the article I saw, which finally gives me a little bit more idea of what Rebirth is. Because I've been saying, I've even said it to Jeff Watkins, you know, I feel like they're telling us about this event without telling us anything about this event. You know, like, uh, we have heroes with great history and stories, and we're going to get back to that stuff. That doesn't even mean anything. Right. I mean, okay, you make comic books. We have books. We're going to get back to making books. That's what that worked out to for me. Uh, so, uh, apparently, pieces of DC's history, I guess, have vanished or gone away, and this is going to be about reclaiming those pieces of history. And I'm just wondering if any of the characters, if they maybe have a fourth wall breaking character in DC that could do this and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was called New 52. <laughs> be because it, from, from what I briefly read, it kind of sounds like um, if you were going to put real, real world applications in it, they're like, yeah, let's go back and get all those stories that we discounted in our last reboot and fold them back in, which I guess they kind of had to. But to phrase it like that, like pieces of DC's history were stolen. 
by the editors. Yes. By editorial mandate. Anyway, I don't know. I think it's a little silly, but I'm really looking forward to Rebirth. Uh, just because why not? Because if you don't look forward to Rebirth, there's nothing to look forward to on the DC side of things anyway. Very so, true. That Really, I mean, as much as we complain about event fatigue, uh, fans are kind of fucked because we have to eat the shit they shovel us. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I'm going to do for now. Um, staying with the DC thing, there's a couple things going on here. Uh, in the comics, uh, this next title, Jeff Johns Leaves Comics for Film, which we're going to talk about, DC immediately makes the Joker look like Jared Leto. Uh, have you seen this, the Joker redesign? No. Looks like Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad. Uh, I, I do understand bringing comic book looks sort of in line with movies. Marvel's done a good job with that because they rarely go too far from the comic book look to begin with. So, you know, making Iron Man look like Robert Downey Jr. is not that big of a stretch because Robert Downey Jr. was cast in part because he looks like Tony Stark. Okay? Um, I'm not going to bitch about Joker's look because Suicide Squad looks good. Leto seems like he's really invested in the part, so maybe he was a good actor to pick for this part. Um, what I do wonder is, now that we're getting our reboot uh, with Rebirth, this kind of means that the, the Joker smile is, is pretty much gone. I mean, if they're... Joker has not looked like Joker for years now, if you've been paying attention. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Joker has had his face ripped off, he's been the guy in the tux most recently, doesn't look like a classic Joker, and it, it seems like with this redesign, we're also getting him not look like a classic Joker. Now that's okay, I'm fine with that, but if you are ever going to refer as Joker's classic timeless look or something like that, you can't do that anymore, because I don't feel like Joker has a look anymore. Right. Not like Batman does. No matter what they do to Batman, he always kind of looks like Batman. Um, Joker's look has changed so much consistently, I don't feel like Joker has an iconic look anymore. It's whatever uh, the current writer's interpretation of what he should look like is. Uh, I don't even have a place to go with that. I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. Uh, It just is. And on a similar note, if you didn't know, Jeff Johns is now been tapped to unsuck the DC film universe. Now, everybody knows Kevin Feige kind of runs things uh, for Marvel, you know, in a, a overarching um, show, almost like a showrunner for the film universe. Um, Jeff Johns is now not writing a comic for DC it, for the first time in how many years? In a long, long time, yeah, early two thousands at yeah, least. Yeah, so I think it's like you know, like fifteen years or something like that. He's not going to be writing any comics. He's going to be serving as a showrunner, quote unquote, uh, for the DC film universe, and he promises to bring um, some lightness and hope and optimism into that universe. Now, first things first, this is what they should have done to begin with, okay? Um, because taking one film's director and saying he's running the whole thing, and but you're planning on making multiple films, just isn't a good idea, not even on paper. But we've discussed how badly they've fucked up there. Uh, they should have had somebody like Jack, even if it wasn't him, just somebody kind of in control of all the different pieces. Okay, um, Zack Snyder can't direct three movies and run four others at the same time. I mean, it seems like he can barely make one at a time. So uh, that was not the smartest move. Jeff is going to make sure that everything is consistent, I assume, and he wants to bring some hope and optimism into the DC universe, uh, film universe. Now, I'm worried about this only because I still cannot figure out how you backtrack from Batman v Superman. I don't want to talk about that movie. We've done it enough, but I, I don't know how you uh, how you back that up. I know how you can go forward and make things a little more superhero-y. You can have a rebirth, so to speak, uh, but I don't see how you undo the damage that film did. 
in, in any way, shape, or form without actually doing a comic booky reboot. Yeah, it's there is no way out with where they've gone and what they've done and the characterizations they've made. I mean, I, all of a sudden in Justice League, are we just gonna get a, a happy sunshine turnaround for the team? Yeah, like without explanation or. Yeah. I mean, and the funny thing too is, it seemed like they wanted to explain things, like the things that were wrong with Superman. You know, oh well, all those people would have died. Well, we're going to touch on that, okay? Yeah, you touched on that, but made everything much worse. You know, I mean, it's almost like they they dug the hole deeper. Now, if anybody can get them out of it, it's it's uh, Jeff. But I, you know, it's one thing. You know, when you see your your favorite TV shows and properties, when like when you see a, a cliffhanger, okay. You spend all summer imagining how they're going to get out of it because your mind can create ways to get out of things. Um, right now, I don't see any way for them to get out of what they've established. And I don't see any way forward in a, a film universe that's similar to the comics with those characters being the way they are. Uh, it, it just doesn't It doesn't fit. Yeah. That's, I... I don't know how we, there's any way you can do it and take it seriously for them to do the 180 twist that they need to do yeah. to make this back like the DC Universe should have been represented. It just was, I don't know, like, at the end it was just like, like you said, a cliffhanger, but like the old saying goes, you just dig yourself into a hole, you're only getting deeper. So it was tough to follow at times. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't talked to you guys about my thoughts about the Batman vs. Superman movie on air, but... I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again, but I'm not going to try it for a while. So, it was just yeah, painful. I, yeah. yeah. Anyway, on to the, the final news item I have. Michael Keaton back at the table for Birdman 2. I, I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> um, you know, it looked like he had walked away uh, for negotiations over money because uh, the studio wasn't sure if they could afford both Michael Keaton and Robert Downey Jr. Now, hold on just a second. I like me some Michael Keaton. He's a fantastic actor, but in what fucking world can you not afford him to make a Spider-Man movie? I mean, I know Robert Downey Jr. gets shitloads of money for his movies, but does Michael Keaton make $52 million a movie? No. no. I, I just, I'm like, like really? You, you got multiple studios working on this thing, and you let Michael Keaton walk away? Uh, anyway, they fixed it, apparently, because he's back at the table. Um, everybody is assuming that he is up for the role of Vulture, uh, which... I can see it's a little similar to something he's done recently, uh, but I guess my, my uh, you know, I don't even want to sound uh, what's negative about this because I'm excited for a new Spider-Man, especially after seeing Civil War. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I've always had a hard time taking the Vulture seriously. Uh, I don't know that that's going to be fixed by putting an awesome actor in the suit, but we'll see. I, I mean... I don't, even when I used to read comic books with the Vulture in it, you know, I'd pick up an old Spider-Man comic book, and I'm like, oh, it's the old man with wings again, you know? I mean, that, I think I called him that when I was really little, you know? I didn't know what a Vulture was. He was the old man with wings. <laughs> old man wingy guy. <laughs> yeah, old man wingy guy, pretty much. Uh, but you know what? It, it'll be, it, it's funny, it's like, ha Spider-Man, I'm going to stop you because I can fly, like, half the villains, you know? He doesn't really have a, a, a hook, I guess, you know? Uh, <clears throat> but if you know, if anybody can make it interesting, I mean, the right people are in charge of this movie, so we can really stop worrying about it um, and, and just kind of enjoy it when it happens. Um, really, that's the end of the news, though. Paul has something. Something to say I want to add to the the Spider-Man Homecoming thing. Um, and again, take it as a grain of salt because it could be complete bullshit. 
but supposedly someone has gotten a hold of the script for Spider-Man Homecoming. You see this? Yeah. And did you see the characterization for the Vulture in that? You know, I read through it really quickly on the way here. Say it for the mics, just... Well, I don't want to go too much into it, but the way they've figured out the concept and the reasons for him being an old man yeah, yeah and all that, um, if that turns out to be true, I mean, it could be a cool concept for the Vulture. It could be cool, or it could be really dumb. I, I'm going with the cool portion, because it gives him a, a sense of... Purpose? Dangerousness I was going with. Oh, okay. Um, just with the talents, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I, I also <laughs> think that they, they almost make him, this characterization almost makes him like a, an anti-hero, or not, not really an anti-hero, but he's not all bad. He's a tragic villain. Yes, yeah. tragic villain. And I do like the fact that uh, according to this script that we're seeing, uh, it looks like not only will you know Oscorp play part, they're going to introduce Norman Osborn. I like the fact that they're talking about the Oz formula, which is pulled straight from the pages of the original Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, which is one of, I mean, yeah, I love Green Goblin, but, I mean, really, Ultimate Spider-Man did the whole Spider-Man origin and setting up of, of bad guys in a, in, a, in a way that's much less cheesy than the, com the original comics did, and I can see, if they pull more from that, from the Ultimate Universe... I can see the movies really benefiting from that. Oh, without a doubt. They, they did. I mean, uh, Brian Michael Bendis did a great job with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. And I, I only hope that they don't follow the path. I, I prefer to see them follow the path that um, the Marvel Universe has done now because I don't want to see Peter Parker die and Miles Mor Morales pick up the, the baton because I don't want there not to be a regular Peter Parker Spider-Man, not because I don't want a black Spider-Man. What I'd like to see is them somehow um, cinematically... I have the worlds collide, you know, like they did in the comics, because now we have Miles Morales as, you know, Spider-Man, but we also have, you know, Peter Parker. He's older now. I want to see this Peter Parker get older and get to that point where we can have the older Spider-Man stories, but still have the younger, uh, you know, ethnically mixed Spider-Man. I don't know how to say this, because, I mean, Miles Morales is one of the coolest things to ever happen to the, the Spider-Man uh, stories in a long time. Uh, but I don't feel like... It, just like in the comics, he didn't replace the original Peter Parker. I don't think they should do the same thing in the movies. It's going to be tough to stick them together, though. I mean, how yeah. do you, you pull off... Why do off, you have two? But how, all, all of a sudden, hey, by the way, there's this alternate universe that we haven't touched on in any of the movies. It's going to be tough. But, uh, hey, I hope these guys can pull it off. I, I just don't want to see... You know, it, it would suck to have Peter Parker have to die to bring in this other... Because you know people have, have want Miles. Yes, in, in, because in the it's MCU. a popular character. Yeah, they yeah. want him. They're screaming. They're not going to wait 20 years... Uh, but I also don't want to miss out on the potential, you know, uh, Peter and Mary Jane getting married, you know, all of that, that future Spider-Man stuff that we've never been able to get to because the films keep stalling. Yeah. You know, we keep going through the same time period over again. I wanted to get out of fucking high school. <laughs> At some know? point. Yeah. yeah it's, and because and, there's cool stuff there. Spider-Man isn't just all a high schooler and a young college student, you know. He's gone on to do a lot of other stuff. He's running a multi-million dollar company now. You know, one of the biggest technology companies in the world. Um, not quite as big as Stark Industries, but, you know, close. Uh, that's a story arc, I feel, that deserves to, you know, if we're going to have a, a continuing uh, cinematic universe, I'd like to see that character get there. Right. Or close to it. Yeah. Get Show the progression. Yeah. Not just keep doing, it's my sophomore year in high school, over and over again. Yeah. Throw a tray yeah. at somebody and all that. This progress, pretty much. 
And, you know, just to kind of segue properly from one young superhero into another one, we are out of the news, but this is something I think we need to talk about because it qualifies as news. Supergirl is now on the CW. Yes, she came home to the rest of the DC TVU. TVU, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, there's so many acronyms now. And, and you know, it, as excited as I am about that, there's something kind of sticking in my craw about that, Paul, and that's this. And and I know, I, I think you have some strong feelings about this, or you should. How are they going to fix the damage that they did by keeping everything separate and showing how separate it was by having the Flash have to cross dimensions and worlds to show up on her show? You know, they now have her home, but it's kind of like, ah, crap, they told us to make everything separate. What do you do now? Right, why is she in a different on a different Earth? Um, well, we don't. She's not going to be in the the same Earth, I assume. I mean, but we. She's from an Earth where there's a Superman. Now, I know they've referenced the movies, but I don't feel like they've come right out and shown that it is the exact same universe. Uh, and I haven't seen all of Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> Neither have I. I don't want to even but, watch it. Well, no, I hear it's a pretty good show, and from what I watched, it was okay. I just, you know, it didn't get me excited. Um, but they they wanted to infer that it was the same universe from the movies. And I, I'm just wondering, now that you have the show where it should have been to begin with, and you've established that Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow all take place in another universe, but you've got her here now, how do you... I don't even know how you undo, how do you that, undo or that, or do they just have to have a door, and they always have... Because I can see Flash tra- jumping back and forth universes. I don't see Oliver Queen going, hey guys, I'm going to jump over to Supergirl's universe to help her out. That's not really his thing, and it, it'd right. be nice if they could all exist in the same world space. And they're going to have to in December. Well, that doesn't mean that they can't bring everybody over to her. Right. Or vice vice versa. versa. She comes over to ours, but I mean, then you're, you're taking if you bring her over in that way, like they did with Flash, you're completely taking her entire supporting cast out of the, out of the game. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, with, when you're paying people like Callista Flockhart to be on this show, I'm pretty sure you probably want to trot them out for it. Yeah. So, yeah, how is that going to work? I mean, are we going to end up doing a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing where it blends together? And if so, what then? Because then, I mean, we have to answer the questions about all the different movie characters in theory, right? I mean, they've never really outright said it's the movie versions of Superman or any of this, right? All we know is there is a Superman. Something happened in Metropolis, there is a Superman, things like that. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, part of it is they always assume they have to um, justify these things, okay? Like, uh, for instance, when uh, when we weren't sure if Supergirl was going to be in the same universe or not, or why can't um, the same characters, like, why can't uh, Stephen Amell be a Green Arrow in the, the movie universe? Well, why didn't Superman show up during this that happened on season two of Arrow? Well, because well, he was fucking doing something else. Yeah, he okay? was busy. Yeah, because while Superman is a big deal in the DC universe, he's not everywhere. He's not everywhere in the comics. He's not going to be everywhere in the movies. So, you know what? If you just don't touch on it and leave it alone, it's fine. Uh, but, they, you know, it's funny because half the time they feel worried about... They're worried about continuity, but they're not worried about having two different people play the Flash in two different places. Really? Right. Um, you know, it, it's a simple thing uh, to to make sure that your movie and TV universes don't uh, negate each other. 
Uh, I mean, all you have to do is you, you check with the people making the TV show. Okay, you can use... I mean, they're already under restrictions. They can't use certain characters. Okay, well, let's make sure we don't kill Barry Allen or whatever. You know, it, it wouldn't be that difficult to, to keep everything straight. But it's kind of like, hey, to keep things simple, we're going to make things very complicated. Yeah. And now things have gotten even more complicated because you're taking a hero, a hero that's potentially from the movie universe, putting her on a network with all the TV universe people, and by the way, we're having a crossover in December. And it'd just be nice if... Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if she could just show up every once in a while? Yeah. Without some convoluted special event thing. I mean, look look at Smallville had people showing up all the time. Popping in and out constantly. Yeah. 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 It, it, and, and it, it wasn't worked. a thing. Yeah. It didn't have to be. So, you know, nobody ever said, you know, how come, you know, Clark wasn't there to fix Aquaman's thing or whatever. Everybody does their own thing and occasionally their, their paths cross. It's worked well for Arrow and Flash. I mean, how come Flash is not there right now, you know, fighting Damien Dark's people? Because he's got his own shit going on. Right, which they reference in the, the funeral scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a fucking nuclear missile just landed in that show, and Flash didn't show up or try to stop it or anything like that, because he's got his own stuff going on. It, it doesn't need to be that tight. Right. I am, by the way, one episode behind on Arrow. Okay. I knew it was launched, I think. I don't remember. Well, I'm pretty sure it landed in that same episode. Oh, that's right, because they, yeah. they redirected it to the town where it was yeah. okay to kill the people in that town and stuff, yeah. you know. I think they redirected it. it as far as they could. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm happy that it's it's there. I hope the budget cuts don't hurt it that much. Uh, I, I just don't know how they're going to fix that divide or if they will, because it would, it would be a shame not to be able to utilize this character in the shared universe in the same way that they've used um, Flash and Arrow. Because, I mean, how often, I mean, Flash has shown up on Arrow and Arrow's shown up on Flash. Well, they didn't even advertise it. They just right. show it just pops in. Yeah. You know, to talk to Barry or Oliver or whatever. And it's been really cool to, I mean, once in a while they do a, a crossover. And then once in a while, you know, Barry shows up to talk to Oliver because, you know, at the, at the funeral, at the, the graveyard. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't expected, but it was great. They can't really do that with Supergirl. No. At least not in the way she is now. Jack looks totally confused. No, I I don't watch the show, but I see what you're saying though. It makes sense though. Like you can't have everything all at once. You just can have it in pieces. I know what you're saying because like you just can't throw everything in there. Like yeah, it's great That's for totally one. Not what I'm saying. No, but it's great <laughs> to see it at one time. But then like what else? The stories aren't going to develop and all that. You have characters on your shows and you're investing into them. Then if you bring in another major character, that side character will get sidetracked. That's totally not what I was saying. See, that's why you don't engage him. He was being quiet. <laughs> he was staying out of it. He knew. No, this isn't no. his area. He knows. I know. I watch Gotham. Like, I'm all oh, caught God, up on that. Yeah, I can't wait for them to fold that into no, the universe, too. See, like, that's one I really do like. They brought back characters and that they were dead, and then they brought him back from the dead. Hugo Strange, uh, B.D. Wong's playing him, and it's great. guess I don't need to watch that now. I don't watch it at all. See, I don't see I watch shows that other people I watch play. shows. <laughs> I watch shows. Dude, if we ever do any kind, of a, any kind of a thing where you need quotes from people, that's going to be Jack. I watch Jack. shows. I watch yeah, about shows. us, like yeah. for his page. I watch shows. I watch shows. <laughs> I like it. Oh. But Corbs. Yeah. Corpses could be. I, I would think his would actually just be, you know, ellipsis. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's not there. So. I don't, I, I just, this piece together for me before Jack went on his rant. Supergirl does not take place in the movie continuity. It doesn't? It can't. Why? 
because Jimmy Olsen is A, black, and B, alive. Oh, you're mm. right. And we weren't sure about that until the movie happened. Right. Because we hadn't seen him, right? We hadn't... And I mean, technically, if you take the movie at face value and not what that douchebag talks about, somebody just got killed in the movie. Okay. They never outright say, hey, look, there's Jimmy Olsen without a face. But according to Zack Snyder, that was Jimmy Olsen that they killed. So technically, if you take him on his word, those are not the same universe. Well, it would be... You still have to... Man, you, you almost wish they'd come up with another reason for the... Or not explain the Flash-Supergirl crossover, because it would have... Because now they have to explain that. If they want to have her as really a closer part of that universe so she can pop in and out. Um, man, totally missed that, too. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. That's My what I'm here for. But anyway, Paul, what do you got? What do you want to talk about this week? Um, I want to talk about an event coming up this coming Thursday. Okay. Um, as we typically do, there is a new superhero movie coming out this week. That movie would be X-Men Apocalypse. You touched on it briefly. Um, for all these movies, what have we been doing this year, Dr. Hugh? Well, generally, we go to Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall. We set up early. We have a party. We do some recording. And then everybody who bought their tickets at Cloud City uh, and got a ticket and usually some kind of a comic book and sometimes there's something else in there, we all go together as fans and watch that movie at the Shopping Town Mall in a theater full of people who actually love comics and love these characters. And you're not going to get, you know, that... Uh, Douchebag who just showed up because he thinks you know Olivia Munn was hot on uh, Attack of the Show, and wants to go. Oh, look at them titties! What's with that uh, energy coming out of her hand? You know. So I mean, Andrew will not be at this no. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's people that actually love this stuff, and it's nice to watch these movies with like-minded people. And I'm not saying that you know I, I hate going to the theater with the general public, but it definitely feels different. It's almost like we're all part of the same extended family. Imagine if you got to your family reunion and then you all went to watch a movie. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of, awesome. you think? Kind of. Ish. Ish. Um, so, before I, I derail it, because there's something I want to discuss on mic that happened at the last one we did. Okay. Um, I just want to get all the information out there. This is Thursday night, May 26th. Um, I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it's a 9 o'clock showing again. That's yes. typically what he does. Yeah. Um, usually we're there and rolling by 7 o'clock. Um, we'll usually sit down and do like a pregame show, kind of. We usually discuss, you know, what we think is going to happen in the movies and um, question people's manhoods, stuff like that. And um, typically get interrupted by people who just walk by the table, which is cool. We're cool with that. You can definitely stop in, say hi, have a good time. But yes, as Hugh so eloquently put it, you have to buy your tickets there. Yes. This is a private screening. You can't just go up and decide you're going to the 9 o'clock showing at Shopping Town Mall on Thursday night because it is a private Cloud City Comics and Toys event hosted by the White Morgan Freeman himself, Jeff Watkins. Happy birthday, Jeff. Woo-woo. That's right, yes. It was just it was just Jeff's birthday. Yeah. Yep. Thursday? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Right? Um, yeah. But I want to go back because Jack doesn't know this yet either. Okay. What do you got? Something really cool happened while we were at the theater. We did our pre-show. We all rolled down as a group. It was you and I. 
and Andrew and Laura, Laura and yeah. Gary. Yeah. Okay. And um, as usual, I'm being obnoxious. You know how I act before the movies. No, I don't. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so we're going up, and I decide, you know, I, I need to get my fat guy fuel. I had a, need a giant soda and popcorn. And I'm, I was being relatively obnoxious, like I always am, just running my mouth. I actually wasn't paying attention to you at that point. It, no. But so, I had gone and used normal. the bathroom, and then I came out, and you guys were already up there. And we were just trying to figure out what line to get in. So yes. I really wasn't paying attention to you. So he was in the time. bathroom, you were getting your popcorn and soda, and you were being yes. obnoxious. He came up. We get filtered into the line. I order my stuff, and I, I think I was talking to the, our peeps and making wisecracks to the, to the girl behind the counter. And all of a sudden, another girl who I had noticed behind the counter already, because, correct me if I'm wrong, Hugh, she looked like Agent Simmons yeah, sort from of, Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. She just had that look about her. <laughs> she comes over, and I shit you not, Jack, what? this is what she says. Oh my God, I love you guys. I listen to you all the time. Nice. Yeah. We were That's recognized cool. out in the wild. Wow. Yeah, she was super Sandra. excited. Uh, refused to take a picture with us because she quote didn't look good, right? That's what she said. Yes. Yeah, because she hadn't had a time. She was at work. Yeah. Right, but that's who looks cool. good at work? I do. Okay. <laughs> that's not what your coworker said. <laughs> so yeah, it was really cool, and I have to apologize because I did not catch her name because I was so that was my next thrown question. by it, <laughs> and um, just. I was I was I was completely off my game. I was like, "Holy shit, did this really just happen?" Yeah. The best so, part about that is I can see you reacting to that, telling that to hear that. Yo, guess what happened? Well, I was <laughs> no, he was there. Oh, you were. Oh, I hear the. Oh, you're. I the, came oh. out of the bathroom, but I, that's why I hadn't heard him being. That's obnoxious. great. Okay. But I literally stopped dead in my tracks and looked at her. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> and the best part was, she goes on to tell us that she found out about us through Cloud City. And. Her very first episode oh, no. that she ever listened to was the Valentine's Day episode. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I, I just have to wonder, Paul, do you think that we, we turned some people off with that show? That could be. And yeah. I, I blame Jack. Yeah. Well, because really, I mean, people were looking for, you know, real answers to real problems, and people just kind of froze. But anyway, we're, we're, we're going to move on from that. Um you know, you know, she said she was going to meet up with us the next day at Free Comic Book Day and mm -hmm. uh, get a picture. Now, she did not come up to the table and say anything, but apparently since she listens, she'll probably hear this. So uh, I would like to say this. Uh, please, the next time you see us out, or even contact us on Facebook, uh, any of the ways you can get a hold of us. Uh, if you did walk up or you did come in there and I didn't recognize you, I apologize. It's because it was so much going on. And I, I just remember, like you said, look kind of like, you know... Uh, um, Tim Simmons, right? Yes. Agents of Shield, uh, and I thought maybe I saw you at Free Comic Book Day, but you didn't say anything, or so I, I just wasn't sure, and I wasn't about to come up to a, a random girl and go, "Hey, are you the girl that recognized us at the movies the other night? <laughs> are you uh, the girl who likes us?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, because that would have been just a little creepy, and I would have gotten thrown out of Free Comic Book Day. So please get a hold of us. We would like to connect with you because we're going to have to put you on our, our our fan wall of fame or something. We got to get a picture and just. I mean, that's, we'd like to be able to call you by name, because that was a really, as cool as it was for you to meet us in your line, it was cooler for us to get recognized out in public. That was yes. awesome. Yes, it was. And plus, also, we do want to connect with her on Facebook so she can join the group. Yeah, Legion Legions of Geeks. Yes. Not being there, but um, just also saying a thank you, seeing that we have other fans out there just listening to us and taking the general yes, we interest. we now have two fans. 
No, verified. Three, because Sal listens to uh, us. Oh, oh and, and there's, uh, what's, uh, what Derek. Was? Derek, there's Derek. Which yeah. we should we should touch back on that, too. Yes, we should. Give, okay. give a big ol' thank you to Derek for being such a uh, strong follower of the show. Yes, nice. and, yeah, by the way, he said he loved the Valentine's Day episode. That yeah. was funny. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, we, oh. we got to see him. We did the, uh, uh, the autism walk, uh, a month ago now. Like I said, so many events for Deep Body, everything's blurring together. And I just wanted to say, Derek, you know, uh, we uh, we came there to support you, and I want to thank you for inviting us back to Friendlies. Uh, the reason we didn't stay is because, you know, I had other stuff going on that day. Um, but when you guys, uh, when we disappeared at the end of the walk, uh, I guess Laura uh, told me that you thought maybe we were upset or something. No, it was just because I usually walk like three miles a day. And the autism walk itself was pretty short, so I said to my group, hey, let's keep walking, because I wanted to get some exercise in, because I'm trying not to be a badass. So that's all it was. We just continued walking halfway down uh, the parkway and then turned around. It had nothing to do with you, man. Definitely so, not. You yeah. are one of our favorite people. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to see it something again. Yeah, he, he has an, an 100% infinite invitation anytime geek pod is anywhere we would love to have derek roll up and hang out with us absolutely we will even kick jack out of his spot for derek and i'm gonna kick paul out of his spot to take his spot you, you do realize i'm the guy i know <laughs> no but yeah derek is a very nice guy like when i first met him he just like came right up to it and said oh you guys are geek pod that's great good seeing you guys and all that very nice guy yeah he is a great kid all right, and we are going to take a quick break. We will be back in just a minute. And we are back. Just need to do a little quick little oops break for me. Mm. Did you spray? <laughs> oh! On your face. Um, <laughs> all right, so I think it's a good time to roll into the Geek Pod Book Club. Uh, it's been a long time since we've officially done this. Uh, we did talk some comics in Saratoga. Yeah. And uh, those are still some great books. The, the Jaded books. I've, uh, I've read issues one and two now. Great stuff. I, I'd love to sit down with uh, John Santana again, too. Yeah, he was a very interesting guy. Yeah. But uh, Dr. Hugh, take it away. What's your recommendation this time well, out? Well, interestingly enough, I'm going to recommend last month's book, even though I'll briefly talk about this month's book. This is not something you probably thought I read, um, but I am going to recommend Only Wolverine number 7. Really? Now, number eight is a great book, but there's a reason for it, okay? I had been reading All New Wolverine since, you know, uh, they, they did the whole Secret War thing, and, you know, Laura Kenny came out as the new Wolverine. And it just haven't really, the book hadn't grabbed me. I, I felt like, it, it, I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. I don't want to, I, I don't even want to be negative about it, because as a comic book goes, there was nothing really wrong with it, except that it wasn't grabbing me. I just wasn't all that interested. Now, I've read a lot of the X-23 stuff. I was very interested in the character years ago when she debuted, and, you know, I loved it, but just for some reason, I mean, yeah, you know, she's upset because Logan left her because he died, and she doesn't know what to do, and she discovers all these clones of herself, and it's it's kind of ridiculous and crazy, and I'm just like, you know, I, I was about to just say no, and I only read Seven because I was in the bathroom, and it was the only thing I had. <laughs> you okay. sure number two wasn't there with you? No. <laughs> and I picked it up, and I, I was really blown away by an amazing, 
fun book that kind of put a lot of stuff, the, the dark and dreariness of the previous um, six issues in perspective. It uh, guest starred the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, who, um, it, well, you know, I'm not really super familiar with the character. I know she's, like, becoming the new Deadpool in, in everything, and I haven't really run across her yet. Um, but it, it was a really good story. It was fun. It was somewhat lighthearted, but it also took a lot of what had been... Um, the themes of uh, Wolverine finding all these clones and having one of them there, it kind of flipped everything around because Wolverine seeing everything from Squirrel Girl's perspective, she kind of realized that she didn't need to push this person away. She needed to take this this one clone that was left, take her under her wing like Wolverine did to her, okay, and do a better job rather than leaving her alone like he would take off and say, you need to stay at the school, you know. All the things that she was mad that he wasn't there for she needs to do for this character and i don't know if it was always planned that way but it's one of those rare instances where a development in the story actually changes how i perceived the previous story um, and not just in a twist or anything like that but I, I almost felt like i can see why it was this way i can see this change happen in the character and now i'm kind of interested to see where it's going to go so I, I'm now going to continue reading all the Wolverine, and uh, issue eight uh, was great. It certainly looks like a, an interesting kickoff to a whole new story arc. But I mean, if you've been on the fence, if you've got some issues that you haven't read because you're kind of like, man, this isn't you know what I thought it would be, seven might turn you around. Go find it. I'm sure it's still you know widely available. It's just last month's comic book, but it, it made me interested in the character again. Nice. That's it. See, because I've never given all new Wolverine a chance ever. I, I, I try to, to give... Well, it, it, here's the thing. It's pretty clear that this is our Wolverine. And we we also have Old Man Logan. It does. I don't feel like they're bringing back regular Wolverine anytime soon. They've kind of committed to this. And I wanted to give it a chance because I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. And while I, I'm not saying it's, it's a misstep, I'm used to her being X-23. This is not X-23's book. She is a whole new person now trying to find a place in this, this new persona for herself to, to fill the shoes of Wolverine. Um, it, it's a different kind of story. And again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. It just didn't seem like it was my story uh, until now. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I might have to go back and check them out. Or I'll borrow them off of you since you already have them. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because people still do that, okay? We still loan comics to each other. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about something that's probably going to come as no surprise to anyone who has ever listened to us go on about comics. Um, I'm recommending The New Moon Knight, both issues one and two. Um, it's still a good jumping on point. It's a totally, totally different take. This, so far, all takes place in an insane asylum. Um, they spend most of the first issue making you question whether Mark Spector made this whole thing up in his mind the whole way. Um, he is an inpatient, and the asylum is littered with characters from all the previous incarnations of Moon Knight. I mean... You'll have to read it because you'll get a kick out of it since I've been making you read through the old originals. Crowley is in the uh, 
the asylum. He's one of the characters in there. The uh, I don't remember her name right now, but the one that owned the diner. Yeah. She's in there. I'm, You're reading. I'm reading. Oh. That's why it's it was on my. Never list mind. Too. That's right. So I'm not gonna go that far. Um. So I don't need to sell it to you. You're already no, no. I I read it. But uh, issues one and two. How much do you have on it? Do you go into plot details? Because I don't want to just squash what you got going on. No, no. Well, no. I really just wanted to talk to you about what uh, potential. Uh, it, it, potential for this story, um, really great. And when we read that, what you read, I should say, um, the synopsis of what it was going to be, it sounded exciting. I feel like the end of issue two is kind of. I feel like okay, they really should have spent a long time. I, I feel like as a reader, I'm convinced that I sort of know what's going on now, and I wish I didn't. It's too early for that, especially since from the synopsis, I kind of felt like it was going to take there was going to be a lot more story there do, do you know what i'm saying yeah the is it or isn't it kind of thing yeah i mean i feel i feel like as a reader i have an answer as to to what's real and what's not um i know that people do cliffhangers and all that kind of stuff but this doesn't feel like that and no I just, it almost feels like we got the payoff at the end of issue two yeah yeah and and i mean that kind of all the potential in this hey mark specter and an insane asylum thing is gone after two issues Potentially, I'm kind of like, oh. I, I really wanted to see that go a lot farther. I would have thought this would have been the entire first arc. Like, the way yeah. issue two ends, I would have thought would be the end of issue six. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we, we keep getting the same thing where they're like, well, is he, you know, is he nuts? What's, is this all in his head? I especially like the fact that within this, air quotes, reality of him in the insane asylum, there is a Moon Knight out there. Yeah. Like, that's what they're saying. is they, they think, basically, that this is his wish fulfillment. Saying that, basically, okay, I, I'm Moon Knight. No, no, Moon Knight's out there. He's doing his thing. No, 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 I'm Moon Knight. And see, this is this is what I did. This is all my stuff. He's got a notebook, a journal, illustrating all of his adventures as Moon Knight, the people he's met along the way. And, basically, the, the people running the asylum are saying, no, you've been here since you were a kid. You're fucking crazy. You just wish you were Moon Knight. Like, you, you've you decided that you are Moon Knight while he's out there doing his thing. Because at one scene, there's a news report about him with Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I just kind of was hoping, and this was not knowing what they really planned for it, but my hope for this, this new book was that he actually was in an asylum. Literally. Not, not a reality, not anything... I, I, and, and not necessarily with like the Moon Knight being out there running around. You know, I mean, I hadn't thought of, of that. I was just really hoping that he was really in an asylum. Right. And I just thought that would be really interesting, you know, what would happen to a, a, a mentally unstable superhero if he gets committed. <laughs> I don't feel like we're going to get that story now, but we'll see where the... the I mean, I'm not... I don't think it's definitely not a bad turn, not what I was hoping for, but I'm going to stick around for issue three for sure. I think it's an exciting concept. Uh, it looks like they're definitely going with a much more occult take yeah. on what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I would feel um, same. I don't know how that's going to fit in with a larger Marvel universe, or if they're even going to have it fit in. I mean, that's obviously he takes place in there, and there's obviously a push for this character now. I mean, he's showing up in a lot of the mobile games. He's on Contest of Champions, yeah. right? Um, he's in. The new one what, that I, I was trying to get you to play. Avengers Alliance 2. Yeah. 
Um, he's showing up as a character in there, and now he just showed up on Future Fight, like I said. So, I mean, there's a push for him. He'd be a great fit for a Netflix series, too. Which is strongly rumored right now. Have you seen that? Yeah, wasn't there a couple others, too? Ghost Rider and Blade. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, know, very Which, which makes makes a lot of sense. You know, it'd be funny if Netflix just became Marvel's TV on. But, uh, <laughs> Marvel yeah. flicks? Just yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you can't deny the fact... I finished Daredevil Season 2. Fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, if they keep pumping these shows out, I mean, I don't even care about Overkill. I don't care if I have to wait two years for another season. They're just so well done. I mean, they're they're more engaging than anything I'm seeing anywhere else on television. Yeah, I'm four episodes in now. I uh, of season two of Daredevil. Season two. Really? It's been slow going because no one else watches it in the house, so it's mm. only when I can find time to sit down and do it. Um, that's I'm. It's, this is probably not compelling since you guys can't really tell me too much because I don't want to be spoiled. But <laughs> I'm uh, the Carousel episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one I just watched last night. So keep going. <laughs> duh. <laughs> I mean I might finish this one in time for Luke Cage. <laughs> See, Daredevil was just so great and I tried Jessica Jones. I got three episodes in and I just couldn't do that one. Oh my god, that was such yeah. a phenomenal show. You like that one? Way yeah. better. You like Yeah, I think Jessica very Jones different. Is, yeah, very well yeah. I like the actress, but I just couldn't get into that one as much. But I Daredevil like oh. Loved it. I like Daredevil though. He likes Daredevil. Yes. Yeah. He likes Men in Red Leather. You're talking about Deadpool now. Whichever one you want, I guess. That's, that's your call. <laughs> but you had more uh, comics you wanted to discuss. I, I did, actually. Unless um, you weren't done with Moon Knight. No, no, no that's fine. Um, I did, like we uh, we talked, uh, we think we talked about this one of the live shows. Um, I brought up Black Panther 1, or maybe that was the last time we recorded. I don't know. I talked about it. When, when did I talk about it? About 2 a.m. in Saratoga, walking the streets. Oh, okay, okay, yep, yep, that's when I talked about it. Um, Red Black Panther 2. Um, again, it's it's an interesting book. I'm still not sold on it, but I think that people need to... Uh, they're, they're trying to push this character because of the movies. Um, I, I think that important stuff is going to happen in this book because this character is poised to be such a big character in the movies. So if you want to see the seeds of big things that are going to happen in the Marvel Universe, even though this seems like a very Wakanda-centric story, I think you're going to see some of that stuff here. And so far, it's good. It's a little bit more political than I, than I might necessarily like, um, but it's, it's definitely a good read. The other thing I wanted to talk about is, and, and I told you don't let me forget Ollie's, okay? Because I was going to say, I'm going to do my take my money now because it ties into this. I walked into Ollie's Bargain Outlet this past week and discovered something I didn't know. Now, I knew they always had like a little rack with five packs of comics for $4.99 or something like that. They're old issues. I'm like, I know there's probably nothing good in those. So they, somebody has gone through those already and made sure it's all crap. What I didn't realize is on the shelf next to it, they have graphic novels. Really? They're like two bucks a piece, three bucks a piece. A bunch of stuff from Boom Studios, which surprised me. Um, and their website was down at one point this week, so I thought maybe they went out of business or something. But... I picked up the Hellraiser series, Boom Studios Hellraiser series. They also have Irredeemable up there with Mark Wade. Nice, and, which is uh, going to be a movie. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff there. It's super dirt cheap. I mean, I'm going to make it a, a regular thing to go back there. Plus, there's a lot of other company stuff. There's even a few Marvel things up there. Um, but I uh, picked up the Hellraiser series, and I, I was just blown away. This past week, I pretty much spent reading Boom Studios Hellraiser. Hellraiser 1 through 20. 
Um, the Road Below uh, miniseries, uh, the Dark Watch miniseries, I still have to finish up uh, uh, the bestiary. Uh, but I, I was just blown away by this. Now, I'm a big horror movie fan, and you know I love the Hellraiser movies. I read the old, what they call Hellraiser masterpieces, or did recently. You know, Boom Studios reprinted the old Marvel ones. I owned those. Clive Barker's The Books of Blood, um, Tapping the Vein, all that. I had the, the, when they made it, it was like a comic, but it had a, a slightly thicker cover. I don't know what they called it. It wasn't quite a graphic mean. novel, yeah. but yeah, it was like a premium um, comic. Um, the Hellraiser comics, where they introduced uh, some crazy new Cenobites, like Fetus and all that, which you don't even know what I'm talking about. But I love that stuff. When it came out, uh, I owned it all. And to kind of dive back into that series... Uh, was a joy for me. I, instead of playing video games this week before work, I was reading comic books. Awesome. Really. Which has helped because, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm kind of like, eh. You know, I did something to my back, so I've been spending a lot of time laying on a heating pad and just reading the Hellraiser books. And, I mean, I, I, it seems like they've ended the series now and they're just occasionally doing, like, a mini. Uh, I, I tried to look for information to see if they were done with it and I couldn't find any concrete information. What I will say, though, and I, I contacted you about this this week, some amazing, amazing artwork, especially in the covers. Um, if anybody knows where to get the uh, the Tim Bradstreet, um, you know, pinhead clothes eye cover in some kind of a print or poster or something, I mean, I I give you ten bucks just for pointing me in the right direction because I, I want that so bad and I can't find it. I want to put that on my wall and it, you know, and any actually anybody, I'm gonna ask Jeff about it too. I mean, all these all okay, they come out with a comic book. They do fucking ten variant covers for every book these days. Okay. Does somebody, do these comic studios not sell posters of this shit? If they're not, why aren't they? Seriously. Well, because seriously, I, I have found that I can go to, what is it, Photo Bucket or whatever. I can take Tim Bradstreet's picture and make a poster out of it and he gets no money at all. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to give money to, to the studio or to Tim Bradstreet or whoever did this. But I cannot find a resource for that. I mean, if it's not out there, I won't feel bad about having a poster Give me it your way. But, but I don't want to do that. I'm happy to spend 30 bucks on a poster, you know, if half those proceeds go to the guy that, that drew it. But I don't know. I, I, I My Google Foo has failed me. What about uh, reaching out via social media directly to the artist? I, I was going to attempt to do that, but I wanted to talk to you first uh, in person to, to see if you had any thoughts on, on that. or. That's my thought. That's your That's thought. thought. Okay. Or go to Jeff Watkins and... Cloud City Comics and Toys in the shop Town Mall. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna talk to him too. Uh, but yeah, if anybody knows anything, please drop us a line because I'm I'm getting more and more into the the whole artwork aspect of this. And I've never really I've always been about the stories. I've never really cared as much about the artwork in comics. But maybe it's a getting older thing. I'm starting to appreciate it a lot more. And I yeah I ran across a lot of stuff that I would put on my wall in that series. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to show you some of the, the, the cover gallery, galleries and stuff. I mean, just amazing, amazing artwork. Uh, but yeah, that was my um, my take my money. Um, I did, though, and we said that we were going to... I guess, this, do you think that kind of falls under take my money? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good to know, you know, another resource to check out for people out there looking for um, good stuff cheap. Well, no, no. I mean, I, the, not not Ollie's. The other. Oh, the the Bread Street, or no, no, no. Come on. I'm whispering at Paul. You're doing this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna do this now. Just then. do it. Okay. Uh, I I did want to give a shout out to uh, to somebody. 
um, that we met at Saratoga, and I've uh, continued speaking with her uh, on social media. Uh, her name is uh, uh, Heather um, uh, Seaman Daly, I believe. Uh, hyphenated name, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, Heather. Uh, but she is the owner and purveyor of wibblywobblytimeywimey.com. Now, if you're a Doctor Who fan, there's an extra I in Wibbly, okay? And I'm going to read it right from the website. It is W-I-B-B-I-L-Y-W-O-B-B-I-L-Y-T-I-M-E-Y-W-I-M-E-Y.com. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I can breathe now. And, and the reason I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm calling, you know, basically, you know, giving her a free advertisement on our show. Um, we met her at Saratoga Springs, and I was just blown away to, to walk up and see a 100% Doctor Who vendor. I've never seen that before. Now, you know, now that I'm older, you know, I don't buy as much Doctor Who stuff, because you, know, you can get anything now, you know, when it right. was day pole figures and old issues of the Whovian Times, you know, that was collectible. So I buy less Doctor Who stuff now than I, than I do, I, just, just because I'm older. Uh, but I was shocked to see this. You know, we didn't really have time to talk, but she reached out on Facebook um, at one point. You know, I guess she saw her, I must have left her a card or whatever. She picked one up. Um, and we talked, you know, she wants to do some shows in the area. The big reason that I wanted to kind of bring this up is I'm going to read the description of these, these people, okay? Right from their website. Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey is a Ma and Pa family-owned and operated business, a website run by parents of two special needs children who also happen to have a passion for Doctor Who and science fiction and fantasy in general. A portion of all proceeds go to help children with autism and other special needs. Um, yeah, those are our kind of people. Definitely. And uh, I know I, I told her that you know, I was gonna, she's looking at you know doing maybe one of Teddy's shows and stuff like that. If we can you know do anything to kind of you know get those guys into some some shows, yeah, we'll help out because a it's all Doctor Who and that's kind of my, my thing. I love Doctor Who and I would talk about this anyway. Uh, but it's discovering that they donate uh, proteins to help you know kids with autism and just like my family who had kids with autism and cerebral palsy, you know, they're, they're doing mm -hmm. the same thing. So I, I just think it's great, uh, obviously great people, but also a great website with a lot of great Doctor Who stuff, especially they have this uh, Tardis and Dalek salt and pepper shaker <laughs> combo that I, I'm totally going to have to buy from her the you know, next time we run into her event. But please check out wibblywobblytimeywimey.com. That's wibbly with one extra I. Uh, I think if you're like Doctor Who and you want some Doctor Who merchandise, you can get pretty much anything you want there. That's awesome. Uh, I do have one thing that I would like to say to her specifically. Uh, change your profile picture. Why? Because it was an advertisement for something that we, we don't believe in. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's all I'm saying. So I'll just <laughs> stick to that. not going to go there today? Nope, not today. <laughs> it's not the right platform right now. But yeah, that was it was nice running her into Saratoga Springs and... Um, even more nice, you know, finally getting a chance to, to talk to her. You know, I hope we get to talk to her. You don't usually get to talk to vendors like that. They're just there to sell their stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we hung out with her for a few minutes over yeah. there. Yeah. When I was trying to go get a, a hot dog or something, I yeah, think. Yeah, probably. I'm sure you were trying to get something to eat. Probably. That's what I was doing there. <laughs> um, so, we're an hour and 13 in. Do we want to wrap up, or do you want to talk about Saratoga a little bit? Well, talk about Saratoga if you want. All right. So, as, as we made clear... We, uh, we did ChaseCon Expo at the end of April. I don't remember the dates anymore. Go back April and look at it. 24th, yeah. 23rd, 24th. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we met some really cool people up there. Yeah. Like we said, John Santana of Iron Age Studios Productions, both. Yes. And I finally got to meet Mike Raish. Yes, Mike. Fanta that was a fantastic interview. Wasn't it? Oh, my God. He has so much fun. Such a passion. You can tell. 
such a passion for it. Uh, we we ran into, um, I would almost say like a stepbrother podcast in that area. Yeah. Um, the Geek Culture podcast. Uh, we ran into their fearless leader Tom. So I just want to give them a quick shout out. Geek Culture podcast. Give them a listen. That's uh, www dot geekculturepodcast.com pretty cool guy really funny gave yeah. us some uh, some good ideas and uh, he he also uh, survived staying at the murder motel yeah so um, what else was there that we want to discuss uh, we met uh, Tico Flores what's his last name Kyle Kyle Tico Flores Kyle and his group uh Kind Cos of like, fight. yeah, cosplay. You know, kind of similar to you know some of the the, the gathering of sabers people we've met. You know, um, they, he was what a character. Oh my god, he's great. Yeah, he is so funny. Um, really nice, really genuine guy too. Um, we have I, I friended him on Facebook so we could stay in contact with yeah. him, and uh, he was actually liking and commenting on Madison's pictures from her Special Olympics. The other oh wow! Day. Yes, so. Um, huge one for me that I totally got giddy and geeked out over. We met Rochelle Davis, who played Sarah in The Crow. Mm, okay. I don't know that. You yeah, don't know The Crow? No. You're done. Unplug your mic, leave. Seriously, how do you not know that? I don't. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's You have homework. He says his movies are his thing. The Crow is... It should be his thing. That's, yeah, that's like a that's a classic now. I I don't even I don't like the fly. <laughs> no, the crow came out in the nineties. Nineteen ninety four. Who's in it? Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee. Okay. Ernie Hudson. Um, I, mind is blown right now. He doesn't even know what it is. It's not like oh yeah I've heard of that but I haven't seen the movie. No. He has no idea what this is. Unbelievable. Unreal. I don't. I don't even know who you are anymore. You didn't know who he was to begin with. Oh, okay, Ernie Hudson. I know who that is. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Wow. Just we're moving on before I get violently angry. <laughs> um, but she sat down with us. Um, we had a good time with her. You can check all this out. These are all previously released mini episodes, um, which I thought was a pretty clever way of doing it. Which we've gotten some. Uh, some accolades for from some of our other friends saying that it was a really cool idea. Um, possibly some other people might have been calling us a show off for putting 12 episodes out in two days. Al, I'm looking at you. <laughs> but uh, your thoughts overall on the show? Uh, you know, it was a fun show. Uh, we didn't really know what to expect, and we really... It's interesting because you go as a podcast, you're out on the floor, and you don't really know how you're going to do that. If you're a vendor... You're there to sell stuff. If you're a guest, you're there to talk to people and sell autographs and pictures and things like that. We're on a podcast. We talk to each other. What the fuck do we do yeah. <laughs> for two days? So, I mean, we, we made the most of it. Uh, we, we walked around and we grabbed some guests. We brought people back to our table. Um, you know, I think it all went off well, but we also had some time to look around and spend a little money ourselves. So... Uh, I, I, maybe that's a good way to do it. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll get this convention thing down. It, it's it's difficult being vendors at a place where and you don't. We're sell not anything. vending. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. not vending. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was uh, great getting to meet some some of the people I didn't you know think we'd get to meet. You know, like okay, when we sat down with Tico Flores Kyle, um, we didn't realize that was going to be one of the most entertaining interviews. Uh, sitting down with Judge uh, Palmer, 
who uh, is somewhat local, uh, and he's in this area. Um, hello, Ian. You know, we, we still think you're the, uh, the best judge out there. Um, and even though we didn't get to record with him, we got to meet him. Some awesome, awesome people, and I'm just hoping that, you know, that continues to happen. Uh, I know that there was uh, some controversy going into that convention. Um, we had a fantastic time. Um, from our point of yeah. view, completely unfounded yeah. controversy because Sam Chase was nothing but great to yeah. us. Very appreciative of us, of, of a couple of yahoos from Syracuse who talked to each other. Yeah. Now, like, he, he did not need to treat us like the rock stars that he did. Yeah. Now, he was incredibly busy that entire time, and it looked like, you know, he looked like he was, uh, you know, frayed by the yes. end of those two days because he never stopped moving. I mean, and we certainly don't want to belittle anybody else's experience. We're just saying from our perspective... I mean, especially considering we didn't think we were important. Um, like you said, it was, it was you know, we felt like rock stars. So um, we had a great time. Uh, I hope everybody else had a good experience as well. And I got to say, uh, Rochelle Davis, one of the nicest, most genuine people um, we've run into. I, I almost feel like I, I've met because it, here's the thing. You, you meet, I mean, Paul, you know, you geeked out. You know, you, you even did. said you had a crush on her when you were a kid. Yeah. From watching the movie. And that's understandable. Now... She not only gave a nice interview with us, it was it was quick, it was at the end of the, you know, we did, had very little time with her, but afterwards, she said, all right, come on, hugs. Yes. Okay? Okay, we, we both got hugs from an actual movie star. Um, now, you might have wanted to hug her before we sat down, but you didn't even have to ask, because she, right. she just offered it. I mean, that was just awesome, you know? And she was just such a nice person, and she really seemed happy to sit down with us and talk to us and spend time with us. And, I mean, that's more than I would have hoped for. You know, I'd be happy to have, you know, a guest star who, you know, somebody who's been in a movie or whatever sit down with us and be a complete dick for the entire time because we're still getting them on tape. Right. And that's what's important to us, uh, for somebody to actually be that cool, you know. Everybody was, but, you know, she didn't have to be, and I still would have kept come away from the convention happy. What? An interesting postscript to that. The Facebook message. Yes. Yes. I had... Uh... That night after we got home, I shot her a quick message on Facebook saying, you know, hey, thanks, we really appreciate it, you're great. If in the future there's ever a time you want, you know, there's something we can help you out with, please let us know. She ended up getting back to me and saying that she wants to sit down with us again because we are awesome. So that that was huge. Yeah. So if she's listening, she probably isn't. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Thank much. You. So, yeah. yeah. That was ChaseCon, I would say. Yeah. Oh, oh that and... You know, I never had a chance to tell you. Um, you remember how we? I took that picture of you uh, with the, the girl dressed as Ray because you wanted to show your daughter, uh, Madison? Right? Yes. Okay. And, um, wait, am I not supposed to say that name on air? Madison? I've said it oh, like okay, okay, five right. minutes ago, sorry, sorry, so it's okay. okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you remember how you, how I made a comment and you said you were standing back because we weren't sure if, sure if this girl was like, you know, 13 or, or 22. You, you couldn't tell. So you, you made sure you stood back. It, like a lot of times cosplayers will like put their armor on you, whatever. Paul didn't do this. He had his hand back, you know, he almost looks like you're standing in an awkward position. Oh but the angle of the picture kind of screwed you over. <laughs> when, when I showed my wife the picture, she's like, why is Paul standing so close to that 12-year-old? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I hadn't even said anything about the conversation. Oh my God, we had about that's it, great. Yeah, it, it, it came off as weird. So yeah. just in case, I, I don't know if you posted that picture. I mean, I, know I did not. I think you did through the yeah, Facebook. But, but yeah, you definitely were standing back. But yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't look like that. I was keep trying to keep my distance because I don't want to be labeled a pet-a-bear. Um. <laughs> All in the 12-year-old. <laughs> but that was a really cool costume. It was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, and the show that shall not be named, 
I'm pretty sure I saw her in their pictures. Yeah. So they either are stealing pictures from Saratoga and trying to claim them as from their show, or she traveled to Syracuse for this show as well. Well, I mean, that's possible. Like I said, Judge Palmer was there. Yes. Uh, He's so, a Binghamton guy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't we be able to tell from the background? I don't know. I didn't look that close. Okay. We should do that. We definitely should, because that would be so great to add to the list. Of stuff we can't talk about. Yet. <laughs> it's coming. Trust me. It's coming. Yeah, I hope so. So, uh, Paul, do you have anything else to talk about today? I have just about wrapped up my list of stuff. Jack, do you have Why are you even bothering to ask him? <laughs> um, it's been, no, like I said, I haven't been on in a couple months, but just hearing you guys talk about these things, feels like I'm right back in the swing of things now. So he comes here to watch us talk. Yeah. Which is how it should well, be. Why do we just, why, why do you even set up a mic? Just <laughs> have him stand over there and know. just... Watch. Actually, no, I'd have fun even over there if I was over there. We have one cable long enough, we probably could put him over there. <laughs> uh, extended. You're pointing at me like I have something to say. I thought you still were, are we wrapping up? Yeah, we're, we're good, we're good. So, since we're discussing Saratoga, um, I, I brought back a WTF file from there. Um, Hugh and I were on our own. No families, so we decided, you know, after a successful day at the show, you go out, do the after party, which was cool-ish. Yeah. Um, Hugh found his new love for uh, Bangers and Mash. Not so much. Oh, God, that was awful. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Okay, what was that place called? The Tipping? Uh, the Parting Glass. Parting Glass? Yeah, okay. I've been there. I, I, you know, I don't know if, if this is how Bangers and Mash are. Maybe it just is. So I, I don't want this to be a slight against them because they, they it actually looked like a really cool place. But I ordered Bangers and Mash, okay? I love, I mean, I was like, oh, wow, I've never had this before. Actual Irish food, okay? Mashed potatoes, gravy, and sausages that are fried up so that they're crispy, okay? Now, I was all excited. This sausage, the, these two sausages look super crispy. Imagine... You cut your piece of sausage, there's a crispy outside, and then the inside is the consistency of applesauce. Mm-hmm. Jack, Jack's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm waiting for a punchline or something. That doesn't sound super gross to you? No. Uh, have you had bangers and mash? Yeah. So that's what it's supposed to be like? Yeah. Oh, okay, it was fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> I had actually had that at that party last place for my brother's bachelor party. Oh. Okay, well, I, I thought it was Good. super gross. Okay. Uh, sausage needs to, to... I mean, it wasn't like meat. It should be like sausage. Yeah, you expect there to be meat in there, not gruel. Anyway. <laughs> but that wasn't our point. We so did, we're going to get you a plate of that tonight. No. We, did, we did the after party for a little bit and ventured out, had a few drinks, uh, met up with some people. I'm not naming names. Uh, That's oh, not nice. I do want to mention that it had an amazing peanut butter and jelly. Was it a lager or a porter? I think that was oh, the porter. Oh, my Those are God. God. Yes. And then the cherry Something. stout. Cherry Stout, yeah. I don't even remember what the names of those places were. There's those two places across the street from each other. Yes. Um, But, so, we ended up getting kind of an entourage. Uh, We just, like, we would run into people that we had saw from the counter or whatever, and they would join in on the group. We were hanging out, and um, some were a little more tipsy than others. And as we're heading back towards the hotel, because everything was within walking distance... Um, this gentleman, I, I, I cannot name names because that would get this person in so much trouble, I'm thinking, um, decided they were going to get Thai food. They were getting takeout. Um, so we're in, and we went in with him. Yeah. He, 
he decides to go in, order his food, and had a bit to drink. This isn't even the best part, by the way. But there is a cute Asian girl. Would you agree with that? She was cute. Yeah, yeah, she was cute. Behind the counter. And <laughs> he decides that it would be a good idea to make her pick what he's having for food. Well, so, well. yeah. So they do. <laughs> and, and this took a while. I don't know what they were doing back there. Get the food, wrap up, we head out, we continue our walk heading toward the hotel. La 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 la, swinging his bag of food back and forth with him. He's all happy with us. Mm. Hugh and I decide we're going to order a pizza. This guy gets angry. Like, I, it was weird, <laughs> right? Yeah. He gets a little mad, and, we're, and I took the opportunity to start, you know, poking the bear, basically. I'm like, oh, what? No. what is your problem? What? You've got this food here. He goes, I decided... You know, I ordered this shit. I don't want this shit. I want pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? He looks at me and like with this grimace on his face and turns as we're walking by a park, I think. It was, yeah, it was, it was a wooded park. area. Was, yeah. And he... <laughs> whirls <laughs> the Thai food, swinging it, like kind of like, like Crocodile Dundee with the, the bowl on oh there. And whips it into the woods. You and I just stopped dead and we're looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And <laughs> I said, what did you do that for? The guy says, I fucking want pizza. <laughs> I said, but you just spent good money. I know. And you know what? It's still hot. It's still wrapped up. Some homeless guy is going to come by and he just hit the fucking jackpot. Like, God, you couldn't make that up. <laughs> but didn't we look for it when we walked back by the next day? Yeah, on the way back to the con the next day, I should probably not sit like two feet back when I'm trying to talk on the mic. Uh, we drove on our way down Sunday morning to go to the con. We made a point to look for this food. Bag and all was gone. So Some homeless the homeless method. guy did, yeah. you know, he had a buffet and took it back to his yeah. cardboard box with his seven cats. Somewhere. Or that guy just realized, he's like, maybe I should eat that Thai food because it was expensive. <laughs> so that, my friends, is my WTF file from Saratoga. <laughs> like, I, like you said, I cannot make these things up. And um, if no one has anything else to add, I'm going to wrap the show up. I'm good. I'm good now. Once again, I'm Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Jack. Megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.